Welcome to the Venley Expert Talks, where we aim to inspire Web3 builders with great stories from great minds. I'm your host, Alexandra Ahrens, and I'd like to remind you that you can always reach out to us on Twitter, Discord, or LinkedIn with ideas for the podcast and questions for our guests. Welcome to episode 43 of the Venley Expert Talks. Today, I'm joined by Julian Sava, co-founder of Metasport Arena, and we are focused on how sports and entertainment will shape the metaverse. So welcome. Thank you for joining me, Julian. Hi, Alex. Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you. You as well. Um, let's jump right in. And I would love to know your background in life and where you come from and kind of your journey into the metaverse. Well, I'm, uh, I was born in France. So, um, and after that, I kind of traveled all over, all over Europe and the world because um, very early I moved to the Caribbean, then the U.S. where I did my studies, came back to, came back to, to the Netherlands, then Spain. And finally, I'm, I'm here between Poland and, and Barcelona for, for the job. So we've been traveling, traveling a bit, but um, I'm a, I come from a sports and marketing background. Uh, sports has always been a part of me from my studies because I'm, I'm a business major with a sports management degree. Uh, and since then, I've been involved in sports hospitality, sports marketing, sports sponsorship. And of course, with this, as a sports sponsorship, you see everything evolving, you know, in terms of the need of what the fan wanted. And that's how we led to, of course, um, to Metasports Arena. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, then can you tell us a little bit about what Metasports Arena is, how you came up with the idea and everything? Uh, well, it's, it's quite a it's quite a sad idea actually because um, the way we came up with Metasports Arena is sadly that last year my my wife and I were were expecting twins, and uh, well two years ago actually now, uh, and um, sadly one of them died in my wife uh, Bailey, which created issue for my for my other son for Eric, and um, while we were spending a lot of time at the hospital to try to to save him. And because he had his own personal issues uh, at birth with hydrocephalus and uh, heart attack and brain, brain damage and everything, I realized that while the doctors were fighting to give a life to my son, which he did, and he's now, you know, almost, I would say, 100% perfect, um, I saw a lot of kids at the window that didn't have that chance. So I started to think, what can we do for that kid? And pause for me, always what the thing that get me going, that was that saved me, you know, on a... Uh, I would say on, on a health basis, on a mental basis, is what I always turn my back to. So I, re, I, I try to think, what could we do for those kids that are sick, that um, won't have the chance to grow as adults and, and things like this? And I thought sports. How can you bring sport to hospital? It's quite hard, but maybe VR could do this. So that's what I start to think, you know, how can we bring VR and sport to hospital? Uh, and suddenly we were like, well, actually, in sports, you know, there is a need for everybody because the way COVID has spread out to the people as well, there is a need for VR, sports, and, and metaverse. So that's how we started with Peter, my co-founder, um, and Brian to think, how can we can we create a sports and entertainment world? Wow. And that's how Metasports Arena was created. So from a sad story, we turned it to, to a positive story. Yeah, very powerful start. Very, wow, incredible. Good for you. And also yeah. very sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, yeah. So considering that, um, <laughs> you've got, I guess, some very unique challenges and very unique opportunities um, with creating that sporting arena in the metaverse. Can you 
talk about kind of what building it and operating it is and what it's going to look like in the future as well. Well, we, we opening, we, we want to open this open metaverse where all sports team, you know, can come and build the extension of the real life. As you know, you know, and again, I mentioned COVID before and, and now there's uh, the energy and costs that are exploding all over the world for living, you know, people have a difficulty to be able to afford to go to a stadium, you know, people, you know, and in the last 20 years, we also noticed that with social media fans were not the person next door. Your fan could be 6,000 kilometers away, you know, and most of sports fans now are based in India. China and of course Latin America um, and and we could almost uh, say India and and this uh, South Asia thing. So when you you think about this, you're like, oh wow, how those fans? What can I get more for those fans? You know. So if you create a virtual world where they can already visit the stadium, visit the district room, interact with you on a daily basis, you know, you already give something that they would never have before. You know, this opportunity to see this. First of all, this stadium in VR, then you engage with them. You can you you, you create the game you you know they like with the players' avatars, you know, and then suddenly you can create some meet and greet virtual with the players. So you have them now part of your ecosystem on a daily basis and not just on game day. And that's what we're trying to create. You know, this this brand new 24 hour seven for the fans that can be there every day for the team that they support. Second things in terms of this open metaverse is that. And we have seen this in America, which is amazing. And so slowly it's coming here to Europe. You have fans don't support only one team anymore. In you know, in the US, you can see you have the American football season, the basketball season, the soccer season, uh, the baseball season. So depending on the, the time of the year, you cheer for a different team kind of things. And now in the, in, in the world, you see that a fan like five to six different teams. I mean, if I look at myself, I'm a massive sports fan from Marseille, Manchester United, and um, when, when you continue after that, I'm a Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, fan as well, a Miami Heat fan, you know, a Formula <laughs> One fan. So it's, how do I do? If I had to follow a different, you know, close experience metaverse every time where we have to reconnect the wallet every time, you know, go out, it would make it, you know, a bit, you know, different, a bit harder. And I wouldn't want to go to all those teams. By doing this open metaverse, we really want to have the fan to be able to walk from one door, open another door without having to have all those difficulties. Okay. So would you say that the kind of the main benefit to this situation is that you can access everything from wherever you are at any time with only one account? That, the idea the idea would be that the fan can follow the teams they like, you know, when the team we start right now, we're starting to onboard the teams, you know, uh, the, they will be able to follow the different teams they like, like this without having to follow different, you know, metaverse and wallet and and stuff like that that's that's mm -hmm. our goal mm -hmm. okay um can i ask how do you see nfts interacting in your metaverse do you include them do you plan to include them well the one thing we can we we, we look to do first of all is nfts are part of our of our you know of our web free life you know it's mm -hmm. um, either it's uh it's just a, a painting on the wall as you can say when you build you build your, you know, your virtual house or in your apartment because you want to expose your NFTs, you know, or if we look more as, you know, a digital asset NFT, we are going to part of this. We have our own marketplace where people are going to be able to come, sell, you know, buy and trade NFTs as well. So that would be within the, the Sam, Samarina marketplace. Okay. 
Okay, perfect. Um, so then kind of looking at more the broad scope of everything we're talking about today with sports and entertainment, um, why is that important in your mind to metaverse and web three as a whole? For sports and entertainment. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, you know, when you are, if you look, if you put yourself as a sports, first of all, you know, as a sports entity or an entertainment music industry or actor industry, you're always going to look for the next generation of income, you know, on, on the on the business side of it. And I think this is the next generation of income for those teams, first of all. Um, how? Because they can finally monetize new revenue for them through the digital asset, through the avatar, like I said, you know, or more importantly, through the different streaming you could do through, through the stadiums and things like this. Uh, for the fans that cannot access, that don't have the TV rights, you know, because not every country has the right of the team. So that's another opportunity for teams. So that's the first thing. As a fan, again, it opens new door to new opportunities. For me, the way I look at the metaverse is the way social media rock our world 20 years ago. When Facebook came, people are like, but what is Facebook? Is it just you and I as a friend chatting? You know, it became much more. It opened doors. And the same way you have now TikTok, Instagram, this is the way I really believe the metaverse is going to be. It's going to be the social media face of the, 20, the second part of our century. You know, mm -hmm. people are going to go in the metaverse. They are going to meet there. They are going to teach chat. And as we have friends all over the world, it's now easier to take your avatar and talk in the metaverse, you know, than just like this with all your friends hanging, hanging around. I think that this is how our kids, and we already see it, you know, on Fortnite, on Roblox. Kids are starting to meet like this, and we're going to see it more and more because that's that's really what I believe is going to be the, the next generation. Okay, yeah, okay. So, kind of diving in that a little bit deeper, then how do you see the relationship between the physical and the virtual worlds growing and expanding and interacting in the coming years? Well, the physical, I think, is is slowly getting there. I mean, we have seen people have announced, you know, some. Uh, Man City, I think, if we if we stay in sports, Man City has another connected scarf, you know, so people mm -hmm. can see the, you know, the thing like the, the different habit of the scarf, what you can do. Um, people have created, you know, connected jerseys, um, and I think I think that's the next step as well to dress your avatar as you want to be dressed, you know. So I think this this digital um, is very important in term in terms of the clothing. People are going to be able to dress their, their avatars the way they dress. Um, and we are working on, on something actually, which I cannot go too much, but where we can push really much uh, on this. And mm. the other thing as well is, if you look at your real estate agency, you know, you want to sell a house. Again, we mm. have you have international clients. It's more and more difficult because people are working to go visit the apartment. If you have this 3D really experience, but really virtual world where you can feel that you walk into the house and you see all the surrounding, it's going to help anybody to sell it. And same things for factories and, and different businesses. If you want to go visit a school at a university in America, which is quite popular, you know, a year or six months before you go visit the school, then it gives you a sense of feeling that you are there, mm -hmm. you know? And I think we are going to see more and more this develop and to make it feel like we are in, in the real world. So I think the digital the, the like this is going to be very important and digital twin. Okay. So I guess from your description there, your uh, VR and AR sort of technology is going to be very, very important in that development. 
in the future will be. Will it be those massive glasses that we see? I hope not. You know, and I think that uh, you have you have a lot of smart companies developing, you know, and from from Apple that are in talk to develop their VR glasses to Lenovo that came up with new one, of course, uh, the Meta glasses, you know, the, the new Oculus. But I think we're going to see an improvement on this being much lighter. I hope that in the future it will be normal sunglasses that you put on. You know, mm -hmm. I think for me that, that that will be the the most, you know, easier and better to wear. Mm -hmm. um, but is VR going to be in the next two years? Probably not. You know, we, we you you have you know the you have going to have a step. You know, Meta of course are putting this you know for for their own benefit of course because they have their own world and they are pushing on this. But I believe that at the beginning, you know, to be able if you want the mass people to accept, it has to be on a laptop. Mm -hmm. You know, so everybody most most people are on a laptop, no matter who you are around the world. Uh, except in, in more difficult, I would say, third world countries that, that you know, maybe it's one laptop for five, six kids. And so slowly you're going to get this adopted. So get get it on the desktop. That's why we are first launching on the desktop and not as a VR, because we want everybody to be able to afford it. We want everybody to be able to access it. And slowly we will shift into this VR world in, in the coming months and, and coming years. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're focusing, and maybe this is something you can speak to for the entirety of sports and entertainment within the uh, metaverse, but you are focusing on kind of the inclusivity aspect as well. How important do you see that? And do you feel like it's very important for, for all metaverses or only some? Well, I think I cannot speak for the metaverse and other companies. You know, I can only speak for, 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 for Metasports Arena. Um, but for me, it's all about inclusivity. You know, uh, when you play sports and uh, I always, you know, always never wanted to lead someone on the sideline. You know, mm -hmm. when I was coaching, it's about getting as well as a kid. You know, it's not even if it's the best one, you know, he has to play. So that that's the idea. That's for me the idea. So I don't want to leave anyone behind. That will be a pity. Um, you know, we have enough differences around the world to already that separate us. Let's get something that can get everybody. And I think sports does this, you mm -hmm. know. You, 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 if, if you support a, a team, you know, you don't care where the person is from. You know, you don't care about the origins. You don't care usually about the colors, even though you, sometimes you, you hear, um, you know, those, those racism. But um, if I speak for myself, I just don't care. I like the person that cheer for that team. So, and that's the idea. And sports does this. Football does this. And we have seen now with the World Cup, an amazing World Cup in, in Qatar, where there were so many, so many people criticizing, you know, uh, criticizing so what happened before, but when the World Cup happened, it was it was a perfect perfect moment. You know, three weeks of of pure pure joy and fencing together, and mm -hmm. I really believe that that the metaverse can continue this and again be this extra hand of of mixing everybody and including everybody. Uh, you know, then after that mm -hmm. it depends of of the money. So only thing that makes the difference is the money. You know, uh, why technology. You know, uh, the metaverse is heavy. Building a metaverse, and we have seen a lot of metaverse building small experiences. Why? Because of the computer. You know, not everybody can afford a four, five thousand euro computer extra fast that can have such such upload. So this is that's what we we are playing with. You know, with the polygon, and I'm I'm not. You know, my my CTO is more technical. I could explain a lot more in terms of this. Um, but uh, we we're trying to make it work on on the everyday computer, and that that's a uh, the, the best for us, for everyone. Mm -hmm. 
No, that's good. That's good to hear. Are there anything, are there any other things that we can do at this stage of the game, in your opinion, to further open up that accessibility around the world for everyone? Well, if you think about telecom, telecom already done it. 5G is going to help because it's faster, you know, those, uh, those things. Now, the one thing, so we talk about 5G, but, you know, I was in France and uh, in, in the village where I was, they say they have fiber, fiber optic, you know, mm-hmm. already. But it's not really fiber optic. You know, the, the, the internet is, is like this. So even in such developed countries as France is, you know, they don't have yet this. So it's, mm-hmm. it's how can we bring internet to all the people? And I know Elon Musk has his satellite and everything that he is he's trying to do. To and, and I hope this is going to continue, you know, because I think nowadays everybody should have internet. You know, it's mm-hmm. a great way. Internet helps learning so much. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, we have seen with when the internet developed, social media developed, and everything follow. So it starts with the internet to everybody have a better internet. And that's that's going to be with the telecom companies. And of course, it's a cost, but that's that's for me step one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we seem to be talking a lot more about the inclusivity aspect than I expected, but I like it. Um, and so I kind of want to ask here, um, going back to social relationships and social interactions that we have currently with social media and so on, um, and how those are going to evolve in the metaverse. Um, do you think it's going to be entirely positive? Everything? No. Well, we, we live in a world where you don't have positive without negativity. First mm-hmm. of all, we need to accept this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not, not everything is perfect. Not mm-hmm. everything is bad. And I, as you know, you know, we also have to have a bit of common sense, you know, as, as human beings. So um, when, when we talk about social media and we have seen when people were talking about Facebook and this guy coming and, you know, and, touching, if I remember, the, the person avatar, the, this kind of things. Um, that's, you know, I think we have to understand that the metaverse is kind of a game as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it's it's about putting as, as companies certain, certain, you know, limit of what people and cannot do. We have to remember that we're trying to have as much freedom and that's the idea of Web3, you know, to get back our data, to get everything, to be able to do a bit, you know, our own things. Um, but we also have to be careful of who we are. It's also about educating the kids, you know, educating the people. You know, mm-hmm. when you talk to someone, it doesn't mean that the person that say she's this person is really this person in real life. You know, so the parents, the people that they talk to each other and everything need to understand this. You know, an avatar is not a real person. And it's it's once the people understand this a bit, this and are a bit more, I could say. Um, it's not the word clever, but a bit more aware, mm-hmm. you know, on this, then then I think it's gonna, it can only get better, mm-hmm. you know. But it also takes everybody responsibility to do this, uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, that was going to be kind of my next question because, as you can tell, I'm American. So where I come from, sports and entertainment is 99% about making money. Um, so kind of who has that responsibility to, to kind of keep spaces, especially in the metaverse, um, safe and who brings that awareness and who has the responsibility for the education? Well, it would be, it would be easy for me to say either it's on us or it's on the people, but he has to take both, 
you know, because even though I can put as much safe net as possible in Metasports Arena, for example, mm-hmm. I cannot stop you to do something. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you, you know what I mean. Sure, and yeah, it's yeah. the same thing in the real world. No matter how much, if I if I would be, um, you know, my kid would be in the US, and I tell her, don't speak to a stranger, you know, and you'd put as much safeness. There is a moment where there is going to be my kid in front of a stranger, and how you educate your kid to to for this moment is what is going to make a difference, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that that I think is all, all about educating what you can, what you can do. But putting just barriers is not going to do anything. Or life. I mean, for me, I see, I see, we, we always been put around barriers. If you think about it, and if I, you go to education, they put you into block. You know, it's everything has been done like this. It's about breaking those barriers to be able for the person to have a bit more common sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's where that's where we should be going a bit more. Have this common sense that an avatar is not a real person and and it's not because you meet someone there that Mm -hmm. you have to go you have to speak to people you know so parents should also control what their kid is doing you know online and be aware to who they talk i think i think that's a normal it's a normal thing Mm -hmm. you know but go explain a 15 years old you know woman or, (laughs) or, 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 or or girl that she has to show to her parents that she wants to she's talking to xyz person and it's hard. It's hard. And again, it's common sense. And it's how you educate your daughter and you explain what she can and cannot do. Or your son as well, because mm. you see it on, on both sides. Sure. Sure. Um, kind of moving back into the sports and entertainment side of it. <laughs> um, That's better. <laughs> sorry, I had to ask. It's information that uh, it's interesting to me. Um but yeah, so with sports and entertainment, do you see that as kind of the major route to get people into Web3 and the metaverse? And then from there, we add on other industries, other avenues, or is it something where you think everything needs to come together at the same time? No, I don't think everything needs to come together at the same time. However, why like sports? Four billion, four billion people see sports, love sports and entertainment. That's half of the population. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, can sports help to bring people in the metaverse? Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's simple as like that. So sports and entertainment are going to have their, their major play into this. And we see it, you know, again, in terms of money and in terms of everything for them. It's it's the next avenue of generating those revenues. Um, but it's, it's going to take time. It's, it's, you know, London wasn't built in one day and, you know. Uh, so it's it's about taking step by step, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's slowly as the teams are gonna adapt. You know, you only need one for the other to follow, and that's about having this one teams that have a great success, that have a great story for for the other that are more followers. And that's a problem with sports. Sports always been followers. They have never been very innovative per se. And mm-hmm. it's how you convince those sports team to be this first team, this first this you know this first person to to explore this fully. And and we are seeing this, so that's very good. And it's now how we guide everybody else to this. Okay. Have you seen that that's been your biggest blocker up to this point, is the the fear of innovation on the side of sports? It's always been like this. It's not it's not just in the metaverse. Look, if you sure. go back to the internet in you know, you in the US so you had internet in the in, in the end of the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, and if you look at at that time, what were people were saying about the internet? Oh my God, it's gonna crash! It's so full. And it, and it was just what a chat, a Yahoo chat almost. Yeah. You know, it it was <laughs> nothing else. You know, just a, a quick uh, for to get the news. Um, if I remember to my parents to give you an idea, uh, my stepdad was like, "No, no, no! I'm I'm uh, 55. I don't want to read about the internet." Da, 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 da. You know, I'm I'm not interested. You print me a piece of paper and I will read it. 25 years after, what do we have? We have someone that is always on his mobile phone looking at the internet, you know, all the time, nonstop. Mm. So that's how much it took for someone that is 55, 25 years to accept a bit less because now it's about five, six years that he's doing it. So this is the same, probably faster time it's going to take for everybody to accept the metaverse and all those web-free involvement to, to go into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously, today we're we're focusing mostly mostly on sports and entertainment. Um, what do you see as kind of the other big ways to to increase the adoption rate or to yeah improve the metaverse at this point in time? Are there other big industries or avenues you see? Mm, I think the, for me, the adoption rate is, is like I said, it's going to take time. It's going to go mm-hmm, faster mm-hmm. because I think our generation is is more adapt, you know, mm-hmm. is more prepared to accept new things than before. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's how we 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 have um, we have grown and, and shaped ourselves mentally and physically. I think we are ready for this. Now, in terms of other avenues, I think. We're going to see the shift, schools and everything is going to go there. Uh, so that, that's the next step. Once once the people, and I think, lead into this, and you're going to see schools and different uh, other entities shifting as well to, to adapt it faster. But yes, again, it has to take step. You know, it's, it's all about education at the end of the day. It's how we mm-hmm. educate the people to lead. People are scared. People think metaverse is, you know, is crypto. Is it really? No, it's, it's two different things. There is a bit maybe if we, if you have your own economy with token and stuff like that, um, if you want to buy, but you don't have to, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's about explaining all this, you know, but it's like Metaverse is not only Web3, it's, it's, it's different things. So um, it's how people understand this, how people are educated. And I think the next, the next two, three, four years and from now on is how we educate the people that don't know what it is and how how they can and what they can earn and and do things like this Mm -hmm. do you find or yeah do you do you feel at this point in time the connection with cryptocurrency is helping or hurting building the metaverse is it something that you would go one way or the other i think crypto and what happened with ftx you know there is a positive because it cleaned, you know, mm-hmm. so I would, you know, it's always clean the bad apple. Uh, so you need this and what you have seen in crypto, we have seen it in the past with a stock exchange. So it's not, it's not like, oh, wow, I've never seen this before. No, it happens. You know, if you, are, you remember around the 2010, so the Maddox and the Maddox, sorry, and all this were there, you know, so for me, it's, it's not shocking. Um, does it help? Does it help? To accept crypto, no, it, it hurt it a little bit because some people are like, aha, I told you so, you know, this is dodgy. And, mm-hmm. But in a way, it's helping as well because, like I said, by, by cleaning the bad, the bad main coin and all this, 
then then you get something more cleaner for the users to accept. So mm-hmm. there, there is both side again. Um, when you build some things, when it's always a bit more difficult because it's about explaining why this person did something bad, you know. So you lose more time doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I don't think it's it's hurting that much. The whole economy is hurt uh, in general on both sides, stock market and uh, you know as a recession. So, but what do you do in a recession? You know, or in a bear market, they call it you build. build yeah. So that's 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 a perfect time for us because we are building. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I guess I meant sorry more the. Do you feel like the connection between crypto and metaverse is beneficial at all, or is it kind of harming the idea of the metaverse because of the connection? No, no. I don't think I don't think it hurts it because at the yeah, end of the okay. day. Both can work end to hand. Not every crypto can be part of a metaverse, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, can can most metaverse accept every crypto as an economy? Yes, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Take the metaverse as a real world. You can you could use a dollar if the dollar if the crypto if dollar was a cryptocurrency. You could use the, the dollars a bit everywhere around the world. You could use the euro a bit everywhere around the world. So I think it's about again it's about how we accept how we look at it and how we use it. Yeah, that's that's my um, my thing. No, that's definitely definitely good. <laughs> um, what would be in your dream metaverse? What are some applications? What are some day to day uses that you could see that you think this is peak performance of a metaverse? Well, that's that's an excellent question because that's that's how I think every day. For me, I mean, if we talk about our metaverse, uh, we we are talking about you know with engagement companies, you know how we can engage with the people, you know, nonstop. So we we have a two free we selected two free engagement companies with whom now we are trying and mm-hmm. to for for this to come out, you know, to to see so you can engage with a fan better as a sports fan, you know. Um, in in terms of betting, you know, uh, I always been having playing you know fifa with my friend you know as as a game and one thing that we always did was betting you know so how can you create a way and that's what we, we are developing for you and i if we play a game of fifa to bet you know friendly you know so it's not a betting where you're going to bet on someone else game it's just mm-hmm. you and i how can we bet this you know i'll mm-hmm. give you free token you give me free token winner takes all i think the, this is a, the, the one thing that i want to see more and more into game where you can the, the players between each other that, that know each other, the friends can engage and, and challenge each other a bit more. You know, either it could be an NFT, you don't, you, you challenge each other, you know, so, so wearable, the jersey you wear on your avatar or, or the ball you're going to kick with, the shoes, the, the ball you, you pick to kick or all the, you know, all the tokens, you know, that, that could be a good way to, to create a better engagement. Um, then after that, if you go a bit deeper, when you talk about the tools, it could be which VR glasses you can pick, you know, which, you know, I, w- I would like to see a bit more thing because we have a lot with the hand, but mm-hmm. we don't have too many with the feet mm-hmm. at a cheap price, you know? So what could we do as well with the feet? So your your living room become your center court, you know? that That's what I, I would like to see a bit more as well, you know, that people stop thinking about hand and think about the full body. Um, mm-hmm. And then creating creating those hardcore hardcore game, you know, skydiving, uh, bungee jumping, this kind of thing to really create these these emotions that people could not have 
usually. And that's why I like to see more and more and to make it a lot more accessible to everyone. Okay. Accessibility, interactivity, camaraderie. Those are here. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. That's how you get people. If you want mass people yeah. to accept, that's what you need. Yeah. You know? No, definitely. So that that's that's why I hope we, everybody is going to go towards, but again, in stages. Yep. It takes time. It takes time to build the, even the AR and VR technology like you're talking about. It takes time, as you said. And VR, VR has been there for 10 years. We have to remember mm-hmm. this. You know, so VR is not a new product. VR has mm-hmm. been there. Now, the graphism in VR were not very good. And now with a new platform, you can improve the graphisms. But, of course, you have a different demand with a younger generation that, that likes the Roblox Fortnite style as well. So there are not too much anymore on the graphics. You know, it's more about the way they feel engaged, the way mm-hmm. they are retained behind the screen. So I think this is going to help as well to accept the VR a lot and much more. On that note, can you speak to the interactivity between sports and gaming? So it is, it is going to be helpful. I mean, uh, yesterday or two days ago, actually, when, when you talk about interactivity, mm-hmm. um, it's a bit different. But there is, um, in Spain, uh, they, create, they brought, you know, influencers and experts, athletes with a lot of followers, uh, creating a private football league, mm-hmm. you know, uh, run by those influencers. So with amateur football players, and they have more viewers than a professional football league. Really? You know? Okay. Yeah. So you, 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 I think this is the next generation of how you're going to engage with the people. Um, sports can do it and gaming can do it because I think the, the, the gamers nowadays can bring millions of people, you know, mm-hmm. and you can see a kid spending eight hours, you know, on a computer watching his friend or this gamer play, but he refused to spend two hours watching a football game. Why? Engagement. What do you get out of it? You know, it's it's mm-hmm. really, you can chat with your friend, you can do many things. And I think that one, once, if you can combine both, then you, you will have a successful formula for the next generation of uh, entertainment and sports and entertainment. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's good. If I think about, again, in the U.S. with, uh, say, the Super Bowl, that is a it's an all-day event. <laughs> so even though the game doesn't take all day, you are engaged and you have the camaraderie for the entire day. And, yeah, I for can sure. see that. And we have seen the Super Bowl this year create the halftime show on a on a major platform, you know, a metaverse. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's it's leading there. Mm-hmm. Um how long how long is it gonna take? That's a, that's the only question we don't know. Hopefully sooner than later. Uh, is there a lot of work to be done? Yes. You know, can you know more information about the player? Can you change the camera angles? There's many things that could be done that metaverse can help. However, you know, you have to think if you think about streaming, you have to think about T V rights. That's a lot of money and all this. So it's how all these are going to be playing together, um, and we will we will see the, the, what the next decade is going to be bringing to us. But um, we we have done the first step, and that's the most important. Yeah, definitely. All you can do is take steps. So I think uh, you know uh, it's it's a different vision uh, for us that we have in Metasports Arena in term in term of this. We want we want this to be you know inclusive for everybody. Uh, that that's that's why the, the way we offer the land, you know, that are uh, are you know very accessible for all sports fans because we understand that a sports fan isn't rich, you know, uh, it's uh, it's already hard to buy a ticket for them for the season, so we wanted to give them this. 
uh, and of course by including you know the, the the venue wallet we open even more door because we make it a bit more social for everybody and that's also very good and we are happy with this so that's um that's going to help on our vision of making the metaverse for for everyone and not just you know an inclusive group of people excellent then yeah is there anything big that you would like to plug here before the end i know we have a twitter space coming out with you guys on uh january 19th so yeah, at 7 p.m european mm -hmm. time that's exciting we'll mm -hmm. make some good announcement over there or beta is uh, is is ready to release for the for the genesis so people can visit the city we have our first stadium being built the San Marina there uh, we have offices building offices that we are building as well for people to come and work uh, in the future and people are going to be able to buy apartment and, and start working around and buy the land and then it's, it's how people are going to build and how the teams are going to start building their world and that's that's the next step which we look forward to Definitely. Very exciting. I'm, I'm definitely Super. looking forward to watching how this develops. Um, Thank you, Alex. Yeah. Very last question. We like to ask everybody, who do you think we should have on Venley Expert Talks next? Oof, the, the, the list is very long, uh, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, I think and there is um, the CEO of Pomoji Room which is like, uh, you know, his vision is a bit different. It's just three-minute experiences. It could be very interesting for him. Uh, Clinton and G, uh, the guy from Exclusive Balls, are always interesting to, to hear and read. Um, if you go towards NFTs, uh, the guys from NFT Today are also very good. Um, or there is also a new, um, a new guy I'm talking to, which is very good, and which we partner with, is uh, the CEO of Moji's. You know, okay. which turn emojis, you know, into these emoji mm -hmm. symbols and NFTs, and they are very successful. So that could be also someone that that could be very interesting to have. He's American, uh, <laughs> and uh, and very fun to have uh, to to hear all the time. He has a lot to say. Perfect, perfect. Then yeah, I'll uh, ask you to uh, hook us up, and we'll see if yeah, we can for get sure. on. <laughs> Super. Perfect. Well, all have right. a good day. Have an excellent year, and and we look forward to to. To have, a, to have the venue and let bring the people together on, on our platform. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks again for your time. It was excellent talking with you. Thanks, Alex. Bye. If you liked today's episode, please rate, follow, or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you really like our content, join our Discord community, where there's always good conversation, exciting news, and live AMAs. Thanks for listening. <laughs>